Good evening, everyone. My name is Simon Barrett, and this is another edition of Journey into Justice, a, a chance to uh, take a look inside the uh, legal world. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my uh, very good friend, attorney and author Mark Bellow. Mark, welcome to the program. Simon, as always, it's wonderful to be here. Happy New Year to you and all of our listeners. Seeing as, uh, is here. <laughs> right. Seeing as it's the uh, first program of 2020, we thought we'd uh, start off on a, uh, a pretty light-hearted uh, note. Um, if you scour the internet for just a few minutes, you'll discover that there's all sorts of weird and wonderful laws on the books. Um, so, now, you can't usually believe everything you uh, read on the internet. However, uh, you know, occasionally there is a nugget of truth out there. So, Mark, I understand you've been uh, doing some research in this area. Um, what have you found? Well, um, as you indicated, uh, it's, it's a new year. Everyone's still on vacation. Uh, hungover, excited about football. By the way, um, I don't know if you watched football this weekend, but what a bunch of great games over the weekend. Um, uh, perhaps we got to skip the law and, and solve all of our problems by uh, hosting sporting events or something. And if your team wins, you win your case. I don't, I don't. But anyway, <laughs> I, I thought I would keep it light. Um, uh and, you know, I sent you the, the email this morning, and one of the things I forgot about uh, before we get started, and I would be remiss not to mention, is that today was the very first day of the Harvey Weinstein trial. Um, it's very preliminary stuff today. They will have to pick a jury. They'll have to establish protocol. Uh, then they'll give opening statements, et cetera. The hearing today, the actual hearing, was 80 minutes long. Um, but what's interesting is that the trial is starting, and it's unlike unlike most criminal trials where um, they try to get uh, the defendant a speedy trial, this trial is beginning two years after the stories of Weinstein's sexual abuse, harassment, and secret settlements uh, broke. Uh, as almost everybody knows, he used his influence as a Hollywood power broker uh, to take advantage of young women. At least that's what the allegations are. Um, now, since that story broke, more than 80 women have come forward and that uh, 
parade of women uh, resulted in what's now known as the Me Too movement. Uh, but, and I don't know how many people are aware of this, but despite all of these women who have come forward, this trial, this trial that's beginning today, is about five felony charges uh, and claims by only two of these 80 women. Several others may testify, but this trial is about only two of the women and five of their claims. Um, And I, I just wanted to mention that when the trial gets going and as things develop, we'll certainly discuss the case and the trial. As it is, jury selection is expected to last at least a week, probably two. So we'll keep an eye on things. Tonight, though, after the, as I indicated, after the new year, after everyone's coming back from vacation, after being hungover, <laughs> after football, I thought we'd keep it light. I, I want to give a special shout-out of thanks to Castilia Medrano from Thrillist.com. Uh, this is really her list. Um, and I. what I liked about this, because as you mentioned, the Internet is full of uh, sites that claim uh, this weird law and that weird law from this state to that one. Most of those are bogus. But according to Castelia, she's researched uh, every state very diligently, and the laws we're going to discuss tonight are real. So with uh, without further ado, we'll get started. What's the first if you if you if you discuss states in America in alphabetical order, what's the first state? I'll give you five seconds. One, okay. two, three, four. Well let's uh, go with Alabama. Correct. Ding, 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 ding. You win a Tootsie Roll Pop. I'll I'll send it to you. Um, in, in Alabama, you might be interested to know that you may not impersonate a member of the clergy. And uh, it is a misdemeanor in Alabama that will result in actual jail time or a fine of up to $500. Now, I don't know why you'd want to do that anyway. Um, And I also don't know why the penalty is so weak, because this shit is dangerous. I mean, if if you think about it, um, members of the clergy take confession. Members of the clergy give advice. Members of the clergy have in the past done some weird and dangerous things. Um, I, if, you, if you've ever thought about impersonating a priest or a clergyman or a rabbi, I highly suggest that you not do it. Uh, but I would, especially, I would especially suggest that you not do it in Alabama. Uh, <laughs> although, although, like I, although, like I said, the... Um, the uh, penalty is pretty weak, don't you think? Five hundred dollars, uh, maybe some <laughs> jail time. Actually, when you uh, 
started talking about this um, particular law, it, it brought a smile to my face. For my uh, 40th birthday, we threw a party, and it was a very irreverent party. The theme was Vickers and Tarts, Men of the Cloth and Ladies of the Night. I, I, I mean, does a kid get arrested on Halloween if he's dressed like a priest? I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of interesting. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, in Alaska, which is the next uh, uh, state on my list, we discussed this off the air. There are, there are many, many uh, phony uh, moose laws floating around the Internet. Uh, everybody on the internet has some kind of uh, moose law. The one, the one I thought was the funniest was uh, someone claimed that there was a law uh, that you couldn't throw a moose out of a moving airplane. Um, <laughs> to, to me, to me, to me, that uh, that's just common sense. But but uh, all of these. Um, uh, so-called moose laws are faked, but here's a real one. Uh, if you kill a moose in Alaska or any other big game animal, no matter what the circumstances are, you must try to salvage the meat so that people can eat it. Um, that's the law. <laughs> Simon, would you know how to do that? Uh, no. Animal, would you know? I'm I'm the other, the other thing, not a, I, I'm not much of a hunter. The other thing I wondered is if you slaughter the uh, moose, and you you have to do it a certain way for it to be kosher. I wonder if uh, if moose meat is is kosher. I'm not, I'm not sure. But, <laughs> no. But it, uh, in Alaska, apparently, you can't kill a moose. Um, or if you can kill a moose, but if you kill it, you have to try to salvage the meat. So um, it, uh, and I guess you know if you think about it, um, it takes it takes away the sport um, and uh, requires the killing to have a purpose. It's not really that outrageous of a of a law if you think about it. Right, but there is a now. But there is, a, there is an outrageous law in Arizona. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, I, I lived in uh, Calgary, Alberta for uh, many years. It's a delightful the, the, uh, place. The Alaska of uh, Canada? Or what? <laughs> that would be You're Vancouver, right. wouldn't it? Well, uh, Calgary is in Alberta. Um, and um, every winter uh, there'd be a headline in the uh, in the newspaper about a a moose wandering into the city, and moose are uh, very large and generally speaking very bad tempered. 
So I'm just wondering exactly how um, anyone would throw one off a, an aircraft. I mean, that that would be quite a challenge. <laughs> Well, it's like I said, that's not a real law. That's the one that's floating around the internet. That's the one that's floating around the internet. Anyway, uh, um, in Arizona, are you ready for Arizona? Oh, yes. Would you like to feed some garbage to a pig? <laughs> Sure. I, I I suggest you not do that unless you have a permit. Or or unless the pig and the garbage are your own. Seriously? <laughs> I mean you, we did we need a law for this? And this is Arizona. I mean I, you would think it's not some backwards uh, uh state. I, I I just I was flabbergasted by the fact that there's a law that says you can you can't feed garbage to a pig unless you have a permit or unless the pig and the garbage are your own. <laughs> so I, I guess I guess for some reason in Arizona they there's a need for this this kind of law. Right. In um, uh, Las Vegas, on the other hand, uh, actually maybe the uh, same law. But um, it's big business um, getting uh, in with the casinos, the the resorts, and picking up their, uh, you know, waste from the uh, buffet and feeding it to pigs. It's um, very much a commercial enterprise. (laughs) Is Is it legal? Um, yes. <laughs> I, I I don't know what the I don't know what the permitting uh, process is. But well, don't, don't well don't do it don't do it in uh, Arizona. <laughs> now, in Arkansas, I I this is you know I, I'm I'm not even paraphrasing this. I'm going to quote the actual law because no one would believe this is actually law. <laughs> I'm going to actually read read the law itself. Section 18-55 of Little Rock, Arkansas's Code of Ordinances. This is as of March 2017, and it states, and I quote, No person shall sound the horn on a vehicle at any place where cold drinks or sandwiches are served after 9 p.m. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know why you'd want to hook your horn at a subway or somewhere like that after 9 o'clock in the evening, but you're not allowed to do it in Arkansas. Now, I'm guessing that Arkansas, given that it's Arkansas, has a plethora of strange laws. But that one, 
Um, I mean, so you can honk your horn after 9 a.m., 9 p.m., anywhere else. You can drive through a neighborhood honking your horn. You just can't <laughs> do it at a place where, where, cold, where cold drinks and sandwiches are served. Um, now, maybe maybe there's a separate disturbing piece of the statute, but uh, what do you what do you think caused the need for them to specify no horn sounding at a place where cold drinks and sandwiches are served? <laughs> and actually, speci- actually, specify that, that, that was, after nine o'clock. That that was just what was going through my mind. You know, who who was the brain cell that uh, decided that such a law was needed? And you know, and and who on earth, you know, um, voted it into law, and why? You're gonna you're gonna be scratching your head and asking why uh, for for most of these, but but I just you know you, you got a bunch of guys sitting around uh, trying to come up with some reason. I, I mean, I just I just for the life of me can't figure out what the need, what the what the. Um, Uh, what happened in Arkansas that, <laughs> that, that what void was filled <laughs> by, by by enacting this law? But uh, that's the law in Arkansas. Now, now California is a pretty progressive state, right? Yes. Now you would you would think that that in California we'd be dealing with a lot of laws that have cleaned up the air and cleaned up the water and and uh, um, you know limited the amount of probably public transportation and rail and uh, you know laws that uh, uh, about overcrowding. Uh, we've all heard the stories about traffic in L.A. and and whatever you crime even uh, so. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of good laws in California, but I'll bet you didn't know that in California you can have as many frogs for as many frog jumping contests as you want, but if any of them die, California law says you may not eat them. Contrary to the moose law, where you must eat them, in (laughs) California you may not eat them. So if you want to eat the dead frogs after you uh, kill them in a frog jumping contest, you must hold the contest in another state. <laughs> and that is the law. That, that, is, that is the law in California. Oh, that your pipe and smoke. That's great. <laughs> oh, what one wonders. Uh, what about fine dining restaurants in uh, California? I, I I I guess you can have frogs legs on the uh, 
on the menu, but they're you not allowed the menu, to. You... You're not allowed to let them jump around not, in, not the, uh, fresh, in the a, kitchen. Not after a fresh jumping contest. Now you can't have a contest. They can jump around the kitchen. It just can't be a contest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I wonder if I wonder if there's inspectors that uh, go around making sure that uh, no uh, illicit frog jumping uh, contests are going on. Well, I'll tell you how dumb I am. I didn't I didn't know there was such a thing as a frog jumping contest. So <laughs> no, I I've got to admit uh, I've news to me. <laughs> is that is that a thing in California? Frog jumping contest? Um not the not that I can recall. Yeah. Um I don't know the origin of the law and I don't know how long how long it's been on the books, but uh, it's still on the books. Uh which leads <laughs> us to Colorado. Um this is kind of a play out of words. Um uh, it's in the, it's kind of fun. In Boulder, Colorado, what do you think you're forbidden from doing? Um, uh, rolling boulders down a hill. You are correct, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Good guess. <laughs> you are you are forbidden from rolling, throwing, or otherwise moving. Any boulders on any public lands. So I guess we're required to leave boulders, boulders alone. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, this begs the question what possible harm could there be in moving well, I, a boulder? I would imagine that uh, if there's somebody on the other side of the hill that you roll the boulder down, uh, it's a, it's probably a law based on safety. Uh, you know, some of these laws sound silly, but they have, but they, but the results of doing the or participating in the behavior that is sought to be restricted might in fact be dangerous. So, uh, just remember, if you're in Boulder, Colorado, leave their leave boulders boulders alone. Uh, Simon, do you know what silly string is? I'm sorry, hit me again Silly string No I'm I'm not sure I do either Um, Maybe my my grandson's here Maybe I should ask him Um, Connecticut has a law that prevents you from using silly string Oh, silly string! Yes, silly string. Yeah, I I know. Yeah. Okay, you're not allowed to use silly string, except in the privacy of your own home. (laughs) (laughs) Would 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 a prosecutor actually prosecute you for this? (laughs) Actually, uh, please. Please tell our audience what silly string is, because I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. 
It, it comes out of an aerosol uh, cam. And um, like the name implies, it comes out a string. Um, oh, I know. It it. Makes, I know. Okay, I get it. It, it makes a huge mess. <laughs> sticky, sticky, sticky. Uh, yeah, okay, I got you. Sort of like right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I I got into a huge amount of trouble the last time I bought a can of it. I I thought I'd amused the wife, and instead made this huge mess and got into uh, an enormous amount of trouble. <laughs> so. I I now avoid a silly string. Nothing well, good that can come of it. Well, then you'll be happy to know, you, my friend, that you can live in Connecticut in peace. <laughs> so if you ever decide to move uh, and you want to avoid silly string, Connecticut is a place for you. <laughs> I will bear that in mind. Now, in Delaware, uh, actually, it's a certain town in Delaware, you are not permitted to tailgate or otherwise picnic around your car between the hours of midnight and 6 a.m. Now, I ask you, what jerk would want to tailgate or otherwise picnic in their car between midnight and and six AM. Is well, there are there football are there football games at midnight? I'll I'll just merely uh go back to my uh earlier comment about New Year's. I was in bed asleep by nine o'clock. So So we this law this this law would not affect me in one iota. So old men like you and me don't even know what's going on. Maybe there is something going on between midnight and six a.m. I don't know. Uh, back back in my day, when I when I, you know, I used to manage movie theaters before I went to law school. Oh and, really? You know, yeah, we we would have eleven o'clock and sometimes midnight shows. You know what we'd call midnight madness, and we'd leave work at two a.m. Sometimes two thirty in the morning, and I can assure you that nobody's out there tailgating or picnicking at 2.30 in the morning. Uh, so uh, kind of an odd law. Uh, I don't understand. Again, I, I'm guessing, and this is just a guess, if there's a huge event, um, maybe you want to, maybe you want to be the first person in the parking lot or the, or the, um, you know, uh, uh, make sure you get a good parking place so you get there at at uh, very early in the morning. That's the only possible reason I could think uh, for a law like this. But uh, just remember that when you're in Delaware, keep your picnic basket in your car and don't use it between the hours of midnight and 6 a.m. Got that? <laughs> Absolutely. Now here's a question for here's a question for you before I get to the state. 
uh, and this is kind of serious. I, I don't I don't think this is. I mean, it's a strange law, but I don't think it's funny. Uh, as a as a lawyer who handles cases like this, I I, I kind of get it. I, is the purpose of a beware the dog sign, beware of dog sign, to protect the person who encounters the dog or to protect the premises of the dog owner? What, what do you think, Sam? You know, I'm really, um, I'm really unsure. Um, it, it's, it's rather like the um, no trespassing sign. Um, if, if I want to call on you because you're my friend, um, does that no trespassing sign, um, apply to me or can I just ignore it and come knock on your door? And again, I, 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 the question I asked you is, what do you think this, the, the phrase means? Beware of dog. Do you think that the person who posts the sign is trying to protect his property? Or do you think he's trying to protect the person who might encounter the dog? Personally, I think that language um, is... Uh, Posted by a person who's trying to protect his premises. That's just an opinion, but um, that's what I think. Yeah, I'd, so I'd be uh, I, I'd be tempted to uh, go along with that. Um, well, in, Flor- in Florida, uh, where I'm at right now, uh, a beware the dog a, a beware of dog sign does not prevent liability for a dog bite. The sign must say, quote, bad dog. (laughs) (laughs) It, it It cannot say beware of dog. It has to say bad dog because that puts a a potential victim on notice that the dog might be vicious. Um, now, as a former trial lawyer, a liability lawyer, I don't think either of those signs should prevent owner liability. I think the actual circumstances of the case should dictate whether the store owner or the homeowner would be liable. Um, but, uh, you know, these signs... Whether whether it says vicious dog on premises or bad dog on premises or beware of dog, um, a sign shouldn't excuse an owner from curbing his dog, uh, tying up his dog, preventing his dog from getting out, uh, preventing a dog from getting close enough, even to a trespasser. There's less of a duty to a trespasser they're not owed the same duty as a person who's invited onto the premises, but I don't think having posting a sign gives you the right to have your dog bite somebody. So um, as funny as that law sounds, 
it's kind of a serious matter. Indeed. Uh, you have, have you ever lived? Have you ever lived on a boat, Simon? Um, no, I've spent a lot of time bobbing around on boats, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. I like to race them. I like to sail them. Not that there's not enough money on this earth to get me to live on one. Well, if you live on a boat and you live on it for longer than 30 days, don't do it in the state of Georgia. Because in Georgia, (laughs) in Georgia, you may not stay on a boat for more than 30 days without filing for an extension. <laughs> now, what, I, what I'd like to know is who keeps track of this, <laughs> this 30 days. Would, and and if, if you're on a boat, wouldn't it just be easier for the boat guy to go to Florida? It's warmer and there's more water there. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what? Why the hell would you want to live in a boat in Georgia? Uh, Savannah's nice, I guess. Right. (laughs) Savannah's on the coast, but I I, I just that 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 befuddles me, and it befuddles me on two fronts. One, why would you stay on a boat in Georgia for more than thirty days? And two, who's keeping track? Who's keeping track of? Yeah. I mean, basically, who who gives a damn? <laughs> well, not just that, but I, I mean, is somebody counting? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. Maybe, anyway. maybe they maybe they have um, you know parking uh, zone people, you know who. Uh, Come around every day and check the boat. Could be, could be. <laughs> maybe, maybe you know, in order to dock your boat, you have to have a slip and so on and so forth. Um, but I just, uh, you just have to wonder: do they actually do they actually pay somebody to keep track of this stuff? Uh, and, are, and are you making enough money giving people tickets for being there longer than thirty days to justify that person's? Employment. I, I I don't know. Seems kind of stupid right. to me. Indeed. In Hawaii, in Hawaii, Simon, you might be interested in knowing this. Um, in Hawaii, you once could only have one drink in front of you at a time. Did you know that? No, you can't but purchase two drinks. Right. That, you can't that's purchase not the. But that's not the only state where um, that that law is on books. I, I've come across right, well, it well, before. Well, all right. Well, I'm happy to report that that law has been repealed in Hawaii. <laughs> you can you can have more than one drink in front of you in Hawaii, but there is a law that prohibits you from drinking on the beach. So I suggest that you. Not drink on the beach, uh, right? 
Now, right. what's the obvious? What's the obvious solution? If you find yourself on the beach with a drink in your hand and a cop approaching, uh, spill it. Walk into the ocean. Ah, okay. <laughs> you won't be you won't be drinking on the beach anymore. You'll be drinking in the ocean. Is that, is that safer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who comes up with this shit? <laughs> <laughs> if 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 this is a safety law, if this is a public intoxication law, you know, maybe you'll become belligerent. Maybe you're a danger to yourself and others. Um, if if that's the intent of the law, take the drunk off the beach have him staggering around in the ocean with his drink, that's a safer alternative. Uh, uh, This is weird stuff. (laughs) On the opposite end, on the opposite end of the spectrum, we're talking about what happens in hot weather. In Idaho, in cold weather, you'll be happy to know that it is not illegal to throw a snowball. How do you like that? <laughs> That's great. People people like to throw snowballs, right? So, I mean, you don't want that to be illegal. But in Idaho, it is illegal to throw snowballs in such a manner, this is, a, this is quoting the law now, in such a manner as to cause damage to the person or property at which you are aiming the snowballs. Now, I ask you, what other reason would you have to throw a snowball other than to throw it at a person or some property? Isn't that the reason for throwing a snowball in the first place? Right, exactly. (laughs) Now, you know, I imagine if you broke a window throwing a snowball, you'd get in trouble, but I... You really need a law to say that you have to pay for you have to pay for the window if you throw a snowball through it. Um, <laughs> but I the the befuddling part of that is you can throw a snowball into the air or into the stratosphere, I guess, but you cannot throw a snowball at a person or property in Idaho, which causes me to wonder why the hell would anybody want to throw a snowball for any other reason. Right. Now, in Illinois, in, in Illinois, pretty progressive state, again, in Illinois, be careful not to fall asleep in a cheese shop because it is <laughs> illegal to nap. It's illegal to nap in a cheese shop. Now, here again, what do you suppose is the origin of that law? What could have prompted it? I probably should have done more research, but but I, you know we, we only have an hour show. We're only on Illinois, and it's already eight forty. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't, for the life of me, figure out why they singled out a cheese shop. 
not Wisconsin. It's Illinois. Right. <laughs> that doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> I mean, Illinois yeah. is not even really well known for its cheeses. No, 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 no I agree. <laughs> now, Indiana, as you know, is famous because our current vice president hails from Indiana. Um, Mike Pence um, used to, as you know, be one of Indiana's lawmakers. So you could expect, I presume, some very odd law. I mean, oh my God, you can you can pray the gay away, don't you know? Uh, according to Vice President Pence, um, I don't know if you're aware of that he feels this way, but. Uh, that was one of his big things uh, in um, in Indiana. The the other uh, big issue with him was uh, Muslim immigration. He did not want Syrian refugees um, um, coming uh, to um, Indiana, and he drafted a law. Uh, that prevented them from doing so uh, under very stringent circumstances. And a federal judge, um, we may have discussed this on a past show, but there's a a case, and the name of it escapes me, um, United, it might be United States versus Pence or United States versus Indiana, but this federal judge read him the riot act made him look like a complete idiot <laughs> in, in in totally violating the Constitution. Now, aside from these very serious uh, legal issues that he tried to legislate, Indiana also prevents you from catching fish with, quote, a firearm or with, quote, your hands alone, unquote. So you can't shoot a fish or catch the fish with your hands. That's interesting. I just want to go on record as saying the vice president passed some very important legislation while he was in India. (laughs) Are you familiar with the... um southern uh, um, style of fishing called noodling. No. Okay. You'll love this. I I didn't think it was true. You know, I when I first uh, uh, read about it, I laughed and I thought, yeah, 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 it's the internet. You know, um, it's just more bullshit. Anyway, at the time, I was teaching a um, a class about um, using the internet, and I I actually had a uh, one particular lesson, which was all about the um, you know the the pitfalls of uh, <laughs> of the World Wide Web. 
and how you need to keep your wits about you. Um, And so that introduced the subject of noodling. The idea with noodling is essentially you uh, jump in uh, the river um, and you work your way along the riverbank trying to find holes in the bank where a fish, particularly a catfish, might lurk. You stick your hand in there and you wriggle your fingers around. This apparently attracts the catfish who um, will leap onto your hand. Now, well, do not do that in Indiana. Right. Well, this is all well and good if it's a catfish, because catfish don't have teeth. Um, the problem is the other critter that you tend to find in these, uh, you know, crevices are uh, snapping turtles. <laughs> And you don't want one of those, um, you know, grabbing a hold of your uh, fingers. <laughs> I, and and of the fishermen uh, lurking about on these southern rivers, how many people would, how many of them would engage in this practice? Or let me ask it a different way. How many are stupid enough to engage in this practice? <laughs> right. It, it, it apparently is quite popular. If you well, do a, a Google search it, it's, on it's quite, noodling. It's quite, popular with a, it's quite popular with a turtle is what it is. <laughs> yes, indeed. And that there well, are well, lots well, of think, really good horror stories about noodling. I'm sure there, um, I'm sure there are. You, you should discuss uh, that it on your fishing. Right. That there, there apparently <laughs> are um, <laughs> deaths every year. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, again, you know, again, uh, there's a, there's a, I mean, I, you know, I don't know what the impetus of the law is, but. Shooting a fish is kind of cruel and unusual, and using your hands is dangerous. So uh, I can see some reasons <laughs> for it. I just, uh, I mean, I, when do the people have common sense and don't need laws to prevent them from doing that, which is stupid in the first place? But uh, uh, in <laughs> Iowa, are you ready for Iowa? Sure. I, Iowa takes its butter very seriously. You cannot call anything butter other than butter in Iowa. You cannot use the words butter, creamery, or dairy, nor can you market any of the products with images of dairy cows. You must market butter substitutes as oleomargarine. Iowa will not tolerate fake butter. So put that in your on your pancakes and smoke it. Um, I'm I'm not altogether 
against that law. Um, well, because I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, but but you know, the, 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 there used to be a product called I can't believe it's not butter. Uh, some you know, a margarine product. The whole idea right. of, of the whole idea of sell, selling these these uh, non-butter substitutes was that butter had a lot of fat and and cholesterol and that these might be safer for you. I'm not sure that's true. I think that's been debunked over the last few years. But at the time, that was the thought. So it's pretty obvious when something is not butter. And again, the question I have isn't... um, Comparing it to butter, it's it's. Are, do they do you, are your people that stupid that you need a law that says a product that is margarine can't be compared to butter? <laughs> uh, that just strikes me as pretty dumb. In Kansas, Simon, I, I don't have a whole lot to say about this, but in Kansas especially in Wichita, Kansas, you may not swim or wade in a public mountain. And I have to tell you that if that was the law on a hot day in Detroit, everybody would be arrested. Right. (laughs) I don't know what's going on in Mississippi. It's pretty hot there. Do you see people using public mountains and uh, trying to avoid the heat that way? Um. Hmm. We we don't have any public fountains in the uh, metropolis <laughs> I live in. <laughs> well, don't 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 do it in Kansas. Okay. <laughs> now in in Kentucky, it's unlawful. It's unlawful to sell those dyed baby chicks that you see around Easter time. Right. You can't sell those unless <laughs> there's this, there's an exception. What do you think the exception is? Um, I honestly have no clue. You may sell them in groups of six or more. <laughs> now, please, now, please explain to me the purpose of that distinction. Uh, obviously, it's okay in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> they want you to buy in bulk, is what you're saying. Maybe, maybe that's um, right. Louisiana. I've got two of them in Louisiana, uh, which is right down your. In your area, right? Oh, yeah. Ten ten miles south of us. Now, this this is probably the most bizarre one of all. I want you to listen to this carefully. I'm not sure we're going to get through all of these. It's it's almost 9 o'clock. But in Louisiana, you cannot order goods or services for someone who doesn't know to expect said goods or services. (laughs) <laughs> you want me to repeat that? 
Did you hear what I said? Yes, and I'm not sure I understood it. <laughs> well, you, you know, I wrote down, huh? Think about this. Uh, I'm an author. Uh, I've written some great legal thrillers, right? You've read them. Yep. I cannot go on Amazon. I cannot purchase one of my books for you or, or a friend of yours and send it to them. I can't send my wife flowers. What's wrong with these things? Aren't they nice things to do? What the hell? Now, if this law isn't bad enough, Simon, and I know you're, again, I know you're near the Louisiana border. If you happen to travel there, please make sure you don't steal any crayfish while you're in the state because that's also (laughs) illegal. Now, my question, you might know this because you live near Louisiana. Is it legal to steal some other kind of fish? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't believe so. (laughs) Why Why is it limited to stealing crayfish? But again, the, 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 the really bizarre one is, you know, all of these laws are kind of bizarre. But the the one about don't buy something for someone who doesn't isn't expecting it. I mean, random acts of kindness are illegal in Louisiana. That's the message. Yep. That's really bizarre. Now, in Maine, you can't skateboard on the sidewalks in Maine. Now in Biddeford, Maine, B I D D E F O R D, Biddeford, the fine's only $10. So if you're going to skateboard on the sidewalks in Maine, make sure you do it in Biddeford. <laughs> <laughs> in Maryland, while near any street, sidewalk, or highway within the hearing, of persons passing by upon or along such street, sidewalk, or highway, you may not use profane language. So in other words, if someone cuts you up, (laughs) don't roll down the window and tell them where you can put Or to kiss your what? Or to go and yeah, right. do not do not do that in in Maryland and in Massachusetts. Don't give alcohol to a hospital patient if they've been hospitalized for something alcohol related, unless it's prescribed by a doctor. Same thing goes for drugs. Now I ask. <laughs> What doctor or nurse would prescribe alcohol or drugs to an alcoholic or a drug addict? Right. It's pretty unlikely. Do you really need a law? (laughs) I I, I think... Go ahead. I I, I think that um, that, that's pretty much the... um, theme of of tonight um we've got all these wonderful laws 
on the box and just how many of them are uh, are worthwhile and how many of well, them are, are just a waste. Well, I would imagine we could find a lot of these laws still on the books that are no longer needed or are, are as silly as the ones we've mentioned so far. In Michigan, my home state, where almost everyone travels by car, I mean, Detroit is the motor city after all, you may not travel on a train when you are inebriated. You must be sober to travel. Now, this is not so dumb. It sounds like common sense to me, and I certainly hope it applies to the, conduct- to the conductor. Um, so the message is stay sober and wait till you get to Illinois, Indiana, or Ohio. There are neighboring states before you get drunk. And for God's sakes, if you're drunk and you're thrown off a train, don't try to drive a car, right? Right. Because <laughs> that, that's, even, that's even worse. Did you know in Minnesota, very much like our, our, our California frog um, jumping contest, in Minnesota, a citizen may not hold a pig chasing or a pig catching contest, greased, oiled, or otherwise. You are also permitted from throwing turkeys or chickens in the air with the intent to catch them. I guess, <laughs> I guess you have to drop them or intend to drop them. I, I, um, my 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 solution, Simon, is just say no to animal abuse. Don't you think? Absolutely. <laughs> now you're in you're in Mississippi, right? Yep. Okay. Here's a word of warning for you. Do not disturb a church service in Mississippi. You will get yourself arrested, and any parishioner can make a citizen's arrest. So be careful in services, Simon. Right, I, I will be on my best behavior. <laughs> now, I, I, what I wonder is whether this applies to synagogues and mosques as well. What do you think? Oh, I would think so. It says church services, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> in Jefferson County, Missouri, you may hold a garage sale. Only between the hours of 7 a.m. and 8 p.m. And the garage sale cannot last more than three days. And you can't hold more than two per year. Now, I, I don't necessarily think that's any big deal or stupid. I just don't understand why the restriction. That's that. Yeah, that, that kind of I mean, kind of it, puts it, the uh, kind of puts the kibosh on uh, having uh, a- any sort of uh, flea market type uh, arrangement. Well, but it, but it's like creating a law for a problem that didn't exist in the first place. Right. That's that's what I don't understand about that. Only between the hours of seven a.m. eight p.m. What else would you want to hold one? And only for more, and no longer than three days. Now, how much junk do you have to accumulate to hold a garage sale for more than three days? So, uh, I, I don't know. It just seems to be a, 
it seems to be a law that that has no purpose. In Montana, now this is interesting, and apparently there's a, a, a test case that people might want to research. In Montana, if you start a performance on stage, you must commit to finishing that performance on stage. You may not abandon the performance mid-song. That's it. There's nothing funny to say about this, but there is apparently some history with this law and a burlesque dancer back in 1987. <laughs> <laughs> that, so people might want to research the burlesque dancer in Montana that resulted in this, you must finish your performance on stage. I don't know whether this person walked off naked or, or what happened, but but uh, that was apparently the the uh, reason the law got introduced. In Nebraska, <laughs> you cannot mix, you cannot purchase a cocktail that mixes liquor and beer. So Nebraskans will just have to purchase two drinks like the rest of us. Guzzle the beer and then down the cocktail. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. Are you familiar? Do you ever have you ever skied or snowboarded? No. I I know what it is, but uh... I'm not I'm not much of a skier myself. But are you familiar with uh, like you're on a, you're on a chairlift, and apparently there's a weird tradition of throwing. Mardi Gras style beads or festive litter from the chairlift into nearby trees. Have you ever heard of anything like this? Uh, no, I have not. <laughs> well, don't do it. Don't do it in Nevada. Now, to me, this is actually a quite sensible safety law, Simon. Right. What's weird here is that any what's weird here is that there's some tradition of throwing beads from a chairlift. People can get hurt skiing or boarding over over the crap that they throw onto the mountain. So I'm all for no bead throwing from your chairlift. Yes. Now, now. If you recall, we had a picnic at midnight in Delaware. You can't do that, right? Right. In New Hampshire, in New Hampshire, it's illegal to have a picnic in a cemetery. <laughs> so, so, if you want to have that picnic at midnight, you can have it in New Hampshire, but you can't have it in the cemetery. So, I suggest in New Hampshire that they advertise for picnics at midnight and maybe they'll attract Delaware residents. There you go. Now, New Jersey has a law that I like, as long as I'm not charged extra. Um, I remember a time when you pulled into a gas station and a greasy-looking attendant waited on you and pumped your gas and checked under your hood. Do you remember that? Yeah, those were the good old days. He he smelled like gas and oil, and you stayed clean. Nowadays, we have to pump our own gas, except except in the state of New Jersey. New Jersey is the last state where you're not allowed to pump your own gas. 
What do you think of that? You I'm know, all for it. I think we. Yeah, I th- I think we should all move to New Jersey. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't understand the reason for the law, but I I'm all for it. Right. <laughs> no, I I can't think of anything really witty to say about this law on the books in New Mexico, but it is actually a misdemeanor to misuse the national or state anthems. Do you know what the state anthem of New Mexico sounds like, Simon? No. It's a tune called O Fair New Mexico. If I knew it, I would sing a few bars for you. But until <laughs> I was until I until I researched this program, I had never heard of the tune. I also, very importantly, have no idea what the state means by the word misuse. So if you're in New Mexico and you want to make fun of an anthem, I suggest to the people that they find out what New Mexico means by the term misuse. Otherwise, they could get they could get in trouble with the law. Now I love New York. New York, especially New York City, it's a great walking city with great sights, theaters, restaurants. However, when you're walking around the city, if you encounter a tiger or a lion or any other big cat, <laughs> it is illegal it is illegal to take a selfie with them. <laughs> Now, this is not only for your protection, but for theirs as well. I want you to know that. As a lifelong lifelong Detroiter, I am very fond of the lions and the tigers. And I'm sick of sports bias in favor of the Yankees, Mets, Giants, and Jets. So I think this is a great law. Be kind to our lions and tigers. Be kind to our lions and tigers. They're really going through tough times in Detroit right now. Right. <laughs> all, all kidding aside, I think they're referring to zoo animals, but I'm but I'm not I'm not I'm not positive. <laughs> right. Uh, do, you, do you like uh, Do you like bingo? Do I like bingo? If you do. You might want to stay out of North Carolina. Really? Because if you want to, if you want to play more than ten hours of bingo a week, you have to do so at a bingo exhibition. Otherwise, it's illegal to play more than ten hours of bingo, according to <laughs> state gambling statutes. <laughs> now, in North Dakota, you're sitting at a park bench. You're minding your own business. A pigeon drops a turd on your head or swipes or soils your lunch. You might be mad as hell, right? Right. Don't take revenge, especially in North North Dakota. You may not kill a pigeon in North Dakota. There is an exception. If you're absolutely fed up and you wish to extract the ultimate revenge on these pests, you ready? You may obtain a pigeon-killing permit 
<laughs> I guess if you obtain a pigeon killing permit, you may kill all the pigeons you want. Right. <laughs> now, if you're for those of you who are permanently inclined and just can't get out of their own way, here's some good news. You might want to move to Ohio. I'm not encouraging anyone to engage in criminal behavior. We have very high standards here at Journey into Justice. But if you're a prankster and enjoy committing, shall we say, less serious crimes, know this. Commit them on Sunday in Ohio because on Sunday in Ohio, you can't be arrested. And that also applies to July 4th. Now, one word of caution, there is an exception for people who commit the crime on Sunday or on Independence Day on the river. Huh? (laughs) What the hell hell difference does that make? Right. But, but But that's the exception. Now, in Oklahoma, very important, I don't want any of our Oklahoma listeners to get into trouble. So as a public service, we here at Journey into Justice are making you aware of this important groundbreaking legislation. In Oklahoma, you may not, under any circumstance, make glue out of dead skunks. <laughs> oh, that's too you got funny. That, Have yep. you got that? Right. Yep. So, just, so remember, remember that if you're ever in Oklahoma. <laughs> so, uh, um, Mark, I hate to uh, do this, um, but all right, we're, right we are, yeah, we're we're about to get cut off. Uh, um, all right. Th- this has been absolutely delightful, and uh, um, we'll be back again <laughs> next Monday. Um, We'll we'll probably have a more serious uh, discussion, Um, but uh, I'm sure it will be just as fascinating as uh, tonight. So uh, until, until then, this is Simon Barrett wishing everyone a happy, healthy, and safe week. And as I said, we'll see you again next Monday. Good night. Bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye, Mark. (laughs) 